I think AI, uh, blockchain, IoT, and a host of technologies have really helped us revolutionize the entire customer landscape. Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast from Uniform, the podcast that dives into real conversations that are happening in contact centers around the world. Here you'll experience exciting interviews with well-known thought leaders, hear compelling stories from industry experts, gain fresh insights on contact center best practices, and more. So grab a beverage and tune in as we get real with Conversations That Matter. Welcome everyone to another Conversations That Matter podcast. I'm your host, Randy Kassar from Unifor. And today we're going to talk about CX and the insurance industry. It is a top topic in terms of the customer experience as well as the employee experience. And today I have a great guest with me, and this is Deepu. Deepu, welcome to the show. Thank you, Randy. Looking forward to an engaging conversation with you. Yeah, so, so am I. So Deepu, you're from uh, Bajaj. Alliance, and you are one that is really running the operations. Uh, you're the president. Tell us uh, a little bit more about yourself, what, what you do there, and what the company does. Sure. Thank you, Randy. Bajaj Alliance is uh, a joint venture of the Bajaj FinServe Group, which is one of the most well-respected financial services conglomerates in India, and Alliance, which is the world's number one insurer based in Munich, Germany. As a child of two illustrious parents, we are ranked number eight amongst the global uh, top 100 digital insurers. My role uh, as the president and head of operations and customer service is obviously to ensure that, you know, we take care of our partners, customers and employees on a day-to-day basis yeah. because we have operations spread across the length and breadth of the country. And my role is not just to transact, but also to transform. So a key mandate for me, in addition to keeping the lights on, is to ensure that we are constantly innovating and digitally transforming the firm. Yeah, I mean, innovating is always happening. Uh, it's something that uh, a lot of companies are investing a lot of money in. When we talk about the state of the insurance industry, what comes to mind? I mean, what are customers looking for? And then from your perspective, what is that customer experience? How's that been innovating? It's a good question, uh, Randy. You know, the insurance industry is also, you know, not immune to the change that we see what, you know, globally. And uh, if you look at it from a product perspective, it's a push product. Because as humans, you know, when we get up in the morning, you know, we are wired to think of, you know, a good day. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't plan for a rainy day. And therefore, you know, insurance happens to a conversational sale. You know, you need to tell people that they need to prepare for, you know, when things can go wrong. And that's how sales happen. So it's a push product and therefore distribution led. Now, coming to customers, today, customer experiences are industry agnostic. So when people get, you know, state of the art digital experiences, Across industries, they expect the same from insurers as well. They do, yeah. I mean, it is true. No matter, we get one good experience over here, we expect the same thing to happen over here. And sometimes we complain as consumers, right? Absolutely. So it's a tough challenge for you, huh? Absolutely, Randy. Because, uh, you know, when we build, uh, you know, bots and portals and mobile apps, you know, consumers don't compare us with the best, you know, amongst our peers. They compare us, you know, with the best experiences that they've had across industries. And therefore, like you rightly said, uh, you know, customer experiences flow to us in all industries, and that keeps us on our toes. Yeah, it, it definitely is uh, quite quite the challenge. You know, just to understand kind of how your your organization is made up. You said you you in charge of the operations and the customer care. How does uh, CX fit within that organization? So, Randy, for us, uh, CX is not just a philosophy, but it's actually, you know, our uh, DNA because our logo and our tagline, you know, is caringly yours. So, you know, that's what we have to live every day. And whatever we do always starts with the customer. In fact, we follow a five-step process. First, listen to customers. Two, classify the needs into stated and unstated needs. 
third understand your current landscape fourth reengineer it you know keeping customer needs in mind and fifth only then you know deploy the right digital solution so customer service lies at the heart of everything that we do be it innovation or be it digital transformation so when it comes to uh, priorities uh, in your mind of what you're looking at in 2021 and beyond how would you describe those uh, on the cx side and the ex side I think uh, I'll answer that in two parts, uh, Randy. If you look at CX, Randy, you know, we are now nearly a year, you know, a year and a half, you know, into the post-pandemic period. Yep. So I think the accent has shifted from, uh, you know, digitizing the physical to humanizing the digital. Mm-hmm. How do you give a digital experience, you know, with a human touch? Secondly, you know, COVID-19 has made all of us very wary of touch. So I think the entire UI, UX landscape, you know, has become touchless. And, uh, you know, whenever we see the new normal in whatever form and shape, we expect the world to be digital, you know, a combination of physical and digital. Now, coming to employees, uh, Randy, you know, we realized, you know, early on that while employees are being socially and uh, physically asked to, you know, distance themselves, you know, we had to keep them digitally and emotionally connected because at the end of the day, you know, they need to be motivated. So we came out of the homegrown employee engagement program called Celebrating You, you know, which has given us a huge, uh, you know, traction with employees. Yeah. And I think going forward, uh, you know, it's going to be a combination of, uh, you know, people working remotely and some people, you know, working in the office or in the field. Yeah. So I think, you know, just managing this hybrid workforce, I think is going to be key to EX going forward. Yeah, I mean, you wrote an article in the Express Computer, I think, around the the hybrid work model, right? What do you think uh, is something that you've learned over the past year to, to actually make that successful? Well, a lot, uh, Randy. Uh, one, as I said, uh, you know, we need to successfully learn to navigate, you know, the current landscape. So for instance, uh, you know, we converted adversity into opportunity by moving from just employee engagement to family engagement because now that employees are working from home you know we got their family families to participate so when we had a master chef you know we had employees families participating and it led to a huge spike you know in employee engagement the other is you know uh, as they say you know the office has become the new offsite so you need to maintain a good combination you know of ensuring that you know you're digitally you know enabling your teams to carry out work from home yet you know they're able to have you know those coffee table conversations with colleagues yeah. you know at a defined frequency so I think, uh, you know, if we keep these two factors in mind, you know, I think it goes a long way towards ensuring, you know, excellent uh, EX. How long have you been working at the company? Well, uh, it's been a combination of uh, various approaches, you know, depending on the situation. Initially, it was 100% work from home, uh, Randy, and it worked extremely well for us. And then since ours is, you know, a touch business, you know, because we have customers and distributors, you know, who want to, you know, meet us physically, uh, you know, we got into a hybrid model, you know, of work from home and uh, work from office, and we have given the option to employees. And uh, the hybrid model now, you know, uh, is working for us. And we expect that to be the new normal going forward. And, you, and yourself, how long have you been working at the company? I've been at the company, uh, Randy, for about five and a half years now. All right. Great. Awesome. And what's your background? Where were you before that? So, Randy, I've worked for nearly 25 years. Uh, prior to joining Allianz, I joined, uh, I worked with G Capital. I worked there for about 20 years, primarily in customer-facing roles, Lean Six Sigma and Digital Transformation. And prior to that, you know, I did my MBA from uh, IIM, which is India's Ivy League. Gotcha. Awesome. That's a great background. Thank you. So, so you've been in the industry for a while. Uh, so thanks for sharing that. You know, what keeps you up at night? Uh, I mean, there's definitely stresses in any job, but kind of curious from your perspective, what keeps you up at night to make sure that certain things are, are done correctly? I think two things, Randy. Uh, one, of course, you know, is cybersecurity. Because today everything is happening digitally. And, uh, you know, it obviously means, you know, that, all the activity which used to happen physically, you know, has now shifted online. So I think that's one thing which keeps you, uh, you know, awake at night. The other is, uh, you know, today, especially, you know, the landscape is so volatile, you know, that it's no longer about having a defined strategy, 
but almost about you know recalibrating your strategy on a daily you know or a weekly basis so i think you know these two factors you know keep me awake at night gotcha well hopefully that's just a, a metaphor it doesn't really keep you up at night but uh something that you think about first thing in the morning right <laughs> that's right i'm really big in is, is around analytics and, and insights i want to make sure that whether i'm doing it in real time or whether I'm doing it kind of post a project or campaign, I want to see how things have progressed, whether we hit benchmarks or not. From your perspective, how do you take uh, kind of an analytics uh, mindset within your company? What do you look for in terms of success? No, it's a good question, uh, Randy. Firstly, uh, you know, the field for analytics is data. And I think the good thing is today because customer footprint is largely digital. I think, you know, we have a lot of data available and that enables, you know, analytics at scale. Secondly, Randy, I think the real test of analytics is, uh, you know, not about having a central command and control structure, whereby there is a feed, you know, from the field to a central team. And then, you know, they churn the data and produce output, you know, later on, you know, and then you go back to customers. I think the extent to which, you know, you can decentralize and democratize, you know, access to data on a real-time basis, you know, I think that's what gives an edge in the marketplace. So what we have done, for instance, is, you know, uh, at the front end, you know, and of course, you know, keeping security in mind, you know, we've enabled our teams, uh, you know, to come up with, you know, real-time decisions, you know, with customers, you know, depending on the feed that they have. And I think that's really, you know, been a testament, uh, you know, to our success. Now for a short break, let's learn more about Unifor. Unifor is the global leader in conversational service automation. The company's vision is to disrupt an outdated customer service model by bridging the gap between human and machine using voice, AI, and automation so that every voice on every call is truly heard. For more information about Unifor, go to www.unifor.com, email podcast at unifor.com, or tweet at Unifor. Now, back to the podcast. So let's get to kind of the technology side of things. We kind of, so far, I've talked about kind of like operations and insights, but from a technology perspective, and you know, Unifor focuses on AI and automation. Tell us a little bit more about how AI and automation has actually helped you employees as well as customers within the experience you know it's been amazing uh, randy in fact you know we started our you know automation and ai journey you know much in advance of covid 19 so when uh, you know covid 19 was thrust upon us overnight yeah we were able to ensure a you know switch to a digital way of servicing you know without a single glitch overnight you know when contact centers were shut down uh, you know our bots apps and portals came into play and our digital servicing you know zoomed to 80 percent and the good thing is, uh, you know, customer feedback was positive. A grievance ratio actually fell by 90%. Wow. That's Let amazing. me give a couple of examples. Yeah, please. If you take motor claims, you know, if you crash your car, you know, earlier, you know, you'd have, to, you'd have had to call for an inspector to come physically. Now you don't need to do that. Just two clicks, you know, basically take photographs and upload them using the mobile app. And our AI engine kicks in, assesses the amount. And up to certain amounts, you get the amount within 20 minutes. You give your consent and the amount is transferred. So what took days, you know, now takes minutes. And similarly, on travel insurance, you know, we launched a blockchain-based solution whereby now we inform customers, they don't need to notify that they're eligible for the claim and the payout happens automatically. So I think AI, uh, blockchain, IoT, you know, and a host of technologies have really helped us revolutionize the entire customer landscape. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Thank you. And finding the right people to, to build these tools, I mean, that's that's also a big effort. I know on our end, you know, we're, we're trying to hire the right people and in it just takes a certain skill set uh, to build these tools, don't you think? Yes, Randy. I think, uh, you know, it's a combination of skill set as well as mindset. Uh, one, of course, you know, is looking for the right talent. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, people need to have the skills for the job. And, uh, you know, that's where 
you know we hire at large yeah. the other is once they come into the firm you know how do you get the right mindset so which is why you know we invest a lot in training and uh, and in training especially on you know cultural reorientation giving keeping a you know caring leaders philosophy in mind so i think we invest a lot in that and i think that ensures that people have a problem solving mindset so i think that has really helped us okay. uh, so when we kind of take a look at say 3 to 5 years from now where do you see uh, your uh, company at where do you see the technology at I think uh, Randy if you look at uh, what covid-19 has done you know it's enabled you know uh, adoption of digital at scale yeah. and the point that I made earlier that now there is a subtle born again focus on uh, the human touch so I think the accent clearly right now you know is not just on digitizing the physical as I said but on humanizing the digital how do you give the right you know combination of man and machine so that you get the efficiency of digital servicing yet you get you know the healing touch and the empathy that human beings can provide so clearly we see that Secondly, I spoke about digital because in our industry, the fulfillment has got to be physical. If you crash your car or you have to go to the hospital, the fulfillment has got to be physical. But the processing can be digital. So I think it's a combination of both. And then I spoke to you about touchless, right? In terms of uh, you know how customers have become wary. So I see voice as a big frontier going forward. Yeah, I know voice is definitely big. It's sometimes overlooked, right? And and so I, I definitely see it as a requirement in, in all types of interactions with customers. That's right. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for answering these questions. We kind of want to get uh, to some rapid fire, just kind of get to know you a little bit better. And so we're going to ask you, I don't know, five or six questions and we'll, you know, whatever comes to your mind, just uh just blurt sure. it out and <laughs> we'll go from there. Um right. so th- the first thing uh we're going to do is just kind of complete the sentence. So your favorite part of the day is my morning. Morning, all right? Oh. And what is your morning like? Are you early riser? Do you meditate in the morning? Do you hit email right away? Like what what's it like? No, I'm an early riser, uh, Randy, and I believe in investing in myself before I start my day. So I meditate, I read something inspirational and then I'm out for a walk. And only then you know do I get into my day. And I think if I have my morning right, you know that then the day goes off well. So for me, you know, the, my favorite part is the morning. And are you a tea or a coffee person? I'm a coffee person. Coffee. All right. All right. I'll, I'll make sure when I meet you in person then Uh, we'll have a good cup of coffee. <laughs> sure. And you were talking about something inspirational that you read. Uh, what's the last book that you read? I read a book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi and I think it was uh, you know I think it's extremely interesting in today's times you know because we're speaking about going digital but yet not losing human connect. So it's a lot about human connections and I found it quite inspirational. Okay. All right, we'll have to put a link in the show notes on that one. And then did you have a mentor growing up? Someone that you looked up to and someone that kind of helped you in your career? Yeah, I think you know when I was growing up, you know my parents were my inspiration. Uh, my father basically, you know, he did a he did a good thing by basically you know keeping a bookcase in the room where I was growing up. Oh, nice. So I grew up watching books and then you know reading books. And my mother was a strict you know disciplinarian. You know she ensured that you know I was always you know good at studies, and I think that you know laid the foundation for my success. And then after that, growing up, you know, I had many people you know I looked up to. You know, people in school, people in college, people at the workplace. Yeah. Too many people to yeah. you know name one person. <laughs> Too many. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, yeah, I mean me too. I mean my parents were a big inspiration to me and still are and so I look up to that and then my brother, I have an older brother, so that is uh very cool. All right. And then kind of the last one, what's your favorite way to decompress? Is there something that you love to do kind of I mean for me it's tennis. I love playing tennis and running. Those are the two ones. How about you? I think uh, for me it's two things uh, Randy. One is you know playing with my children because I think you know then you just forget yourself. Yeah. And the other is you know going deep into myself because I think the the biggest and the best solutions are found you know when you go deep inside yourself uh, how old are your children my children we have twi- I, i have twin boys you know who are 9 and 1/2 years old so oh nice yeah i have a 9 7 <laughs> yeah. and a 
Um, oh yeah. Okay. Lovely. Yeah. And uh, how do you describe to your kids what you do? Oh well, uh, nowadays since it's uh, a lot work from home, you know, they basically you know see me on the laptop, right? And, then, <laughs> okay. and that's not even they do, right? So they basically you know figure out it's all the same, right? They are doing their schoolies using the laptop, and I'm carrying out my work using the laptop. Yeah. So today they see, you don't have to explain it to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is uh, even though my oldest is nine, I, I, I think he gets it, but he doesn't. He understands a little bit about what podcasting is. And, and marketing, and uh, which is kind of where I sit in. And, and he doesn't understand customer experience yet. But he, of course, he's lived <laughs> through certain experiences. Right, right. It, it's, that's interesting. All right, well, uh, thank you for the time today. It was really interesting to learn about kind of what you do and what the company does. I would say to kind of leave people with uh, some word of advice. So we uh, have a listenership that are CX leaders, contact center leaders, that are CIOs, CXOs, what is one piece of advice that you would give them uh, in doing their job to improve customer experience? I think, Randy, it's very simple. And, you know, cliche as it may sound, you know, I think it's about listening to customers. I think it's so simple that it gets overlooked. Because I've seen very often, you know, that people start, you know, maybe by thinking that, you know, this is what we would like to do, an inside-out view. But I think if you take a true outside-in view, then, you know, when when it comes, you know, time for the rubber to hit the road, yeah. I think there are very, 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 you know, minimal chances of, you know, reversing your decision. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thanks for that advice. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that people know how to contact you. What's the best way to, to reach out to you? Uh, uh, always happy to share knowledge, uh, Randy. So people can connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, people can also, you know, follow me on Twitter because I'm quite active on both these forums, you know, and they can reach out to me. And uh, my email ID is very simple. Uh, my name, right? KV Deepu, KVDIPU, with no punctuation marks at gmail.com. Awesome. All right. We'll put those in the show notes so people know how to reach out to you. Again, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And we look forward to speaking to you more, uh, you know, later on in the year, hopefully. Thank you, Randy. A lovely, uh, you know, conversation as well from my side as well. And, you know, have a great evening. All right. You too. Take care. And thanks, everyone, thank for listening you. in. Uh, This has been another podcast uh, on the Conversations That Matter podcast from Unifor. And we always want to hear feedback from you guys. Let us know how this conversation was and uh, what more you want to hear from Deepu. We're always willing to bring on new guests. And so please uh, let us know and uh, we'll uh, make sure to to make sure to get the right guests on for the show. And as always, uh, you can go to Unifor.com to listen to our podcast or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and rate and review to make sure that we create more of this great content. Have a great day and hope you're doing well wherever you are. Thanks. You have been listening to the Conversations That Matter podcast by Unifor. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast player and rate and review to enable us to create relevant and valuable content for your business. If you'd like to learn more about conversational service automation, visit unifor.com. Have a great day.